Hey, SEC fans, today's show is sponsored by Homefield. Homefield makes the most comfortable vintage college apparel. There's 90 plus schools available, and they're adding schools all the time. Coming up this weekend, Homefield plans to release some Mizzou gear. If you're a Mizzou fan, check out homefieldapparel.com where they'll have some fresh Mizzou gear this weekend. Show some school spirit for your favorite teams or alma mater. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use code SEC for 25% off your first purchase. College football is back. That's homefieldapparel.com and use code SEC for 20% off your first purchase today. Hey, it's John Hayes. Welcome to another edition of Football and Grits, your new daily SEC podcast right here on The Athletic, five days a week, you're going to get everything you need to know about the SEC. On Tuesdays, our Alabama beat writer, Aaron Suttles, will join the show, where he'll go inside the tide. Nobody is more plugged in in Tuscaloosa than Aaron Suttles. We're going to talk about Mac Jones and Bryce Young, Alabama quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Nick Saban. We're going to talk about the fact that the Crimson Tide have been ranked number one at some point every season since 2008. That is an unbelievably ridiculous stat. Is there anybody in the SEC West that can compete with Alabama this season? LSU has lost so many starters that people think the Crimson Tide have a chance to run the table in the SEC this year, maybe even get to the playoff and win that and finish the season 13-0. There are a lot of storylines right now with the Crimson Tide. We're going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian, returning to call plays for Nick Saban, and much, much more. Here's Aaron Suttles. All right, let's welcome in Aaron Suttles, our Alabama beat writer here at The Athletic. Uh, You can find his article, 25 Things to Know about the Alabama football program, heading into this weekend's opener against Mizzou at The Athletic. Dot com. Aaron, can you believe we finally made it to game week? Man, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of uh, a lot of sadness, but we're here. And, uh, you know, as crazy as this year has been, I think we'll all take it at this point. You're not kidding. And it, it's felt like, to me, kind of college football preseason over the last four or five weeks without the SEC playing, but but now the best conference in the country is, is ready to take the field. And and what has been arguably the best program in college football is going to take the, the field uh, this weekend as well with, believe it or not, and when I read this in your story, it reminded me how much turnover there has been on, on the staff. For the first time since Lane Kiffin's run from 14 to 16, Alabama has a returning offensive coordinator. Steve Sarkeesian is back calling the plays for Nick Saban. How has that helped during this tumultuous offseason? I just think continuity. And it's something that Alabama's coaching staff at large hasn't really had a, a lot of over the last half decade. Um, you mentioned the offensive coordinator, but defensive coordinator too. Um, they just haven't had a lot of continuity. So I think when you start thinking about ways that, that Steve Sarkeesian is going to pay dividends with that continuity, it, it comes from a brand-new starting quarterback. You don't have two anymore. Um, you got Mac Jones, and then and sort of the evolution of what we expect this year's offense to be, right? I mean, this is not going to be the RPO show of Tua Tonga-Valoa. Now, I'm not suggesting that the RPO vanishes from the offense. That would be foolish. That's a that's a weapon that you have to utilize in college football, but Tua was such a master at running it. Now, whether it's going to be 
Mac Jones or how, how much playing time the, the true freshman phenom Bryce Young gets, it becomes, okay, how do you incorporate what Steve Sarkeesian did as an offensive coordinator, which he really likes to run the football, and you start looking at that offensive line, you start looking at that, that great room of running backs Alabama has, and you start to say, okay, this is where we can really, really utilize Steve Sarkeesian as an offensive play caller because even though he was good with Tua, I think if you look at the numbers and the way the offense did, what Mike Loxley did the year before in 2018 was probably a little little more suited to what Tua's skill set was. I think what, what Alabama will be this year, given Steve Sarkeesian's sort of pro background and, and philosophy, um, West Coast offense, all that, I think it may be better geared toward this year's offense. I want to get into the Mac Jones and Bryce Young quarterback situation. But first, you mentioned the the defensive coordinator, Pete Golding. And in your story, you wrote, much to the chagrin of many Crimson Tide fans, um, he's coming back. What's the rub there? Why aren't fans on the same page as as the defensive coordinator? Because results have fallen. Um, You know, they've really fallen off a cliff as far as Alabama standards are concerned. If you look at Alabama's defense last year, they're still a top 20, top 25 defense, which is pretty good nationally. But at Alabama, when Alabama's won a national championship, um, John, Alabama's defense has been elite. I'm talking number one, number two in the country overall. And they fell off out of the top 20 last year. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think defensive line recruiting in a couple uh, a couple recruiting classes, uh, a few classes ago caught up with them. I think the inside linebacker depletion last year when Dylan Moses and Joshua McMillan went out and you had to start two true freshmen caught up with them. All that front seven turnover, everything caught up with Alabama. And they put it on Pete Golden because he was the defensive coordinator. Those freshman linebackers were still making mistakes against Auburn in, in game 12, some of the same mistakes they were making in week one and two. So they didn't see growth, and they put that on the coordinator. So, you know, Alabama, there's, there's sort of – you know, across history, programs are sort of you get sort of typecast. Like Alabama has known historically as a great defense, and Tua can come along and you can win Heisman's and all this. But Alabama is still, as a program, is known as defense. That's just sort of like Florida will always be known sort of as offense. You just sort of get typecast throughout history. Certain programs do, and Alabama's defense let it down last year. And for Alabama to get back to where they want to be, which is hoisting trophies, that defense has got to get better. And I think a lot of fans don't think it's possible, Pete Golding. It's funny to put that into perspective, especially, Aaron, if you are a fan of another SEC program. Uh, When you look at Alabama last year and you say uh, 11 wins, uh, a win against Michigan in the bowl game, and that's something a lot of programs would would potentially hang their hat on. But I think one of the most interesting numbers that that you put in this story was – um, that that Alabama has been ranked number one every single season at some point since 2008. That's all you need to know about why fans have such high expectations for this program. How how has Nick Saban been able to pull that out? I mean, you noted as well that um, as far as the official all-time FBS wins list, Nick Saban is up to 243 um, in such a short period of time. How, how high can he climb on this list from a, from a big picture point of view to, to take it away from just the 2020 season for, for just a minute. It, it's incredible to see him on this list so quickly. It, it really is. He's, he's um, I think this will be his 25th year he's heading into as a coach. Uh, one of the staggering numbers that I came up with John is, is he's averaged 
um, like 12 wins a year. I mean, it's it's insane, and that's considering his first year at Alabama when they went seven and six. Um, what he's done is, I mean, it's truly remarkable. We, we throw cliches around and we throw these big words and these adjectives around. It doesn't adequately capture what he's done because he's do, he's doing it in an age. There's scholarship limitations. They created a rule basically to keep him off the road recruiting in the spring. He's doing it in in an ultra, ultra competitive SEC West. And he's doing it in a state unlike LSU, where he was previously, in in which he's not the only power in his state. He's got another FBS SEC program in his state that he's got to compete with. And the fact that he's averaging 12 wins a year with that, being targeted in terms of you're always probably the, the biggest game on an opponent's schedule. Um, it's, it's just the, the mark of consistency, you know, Saban sort of, when he took the job, I think if you go back to 2007, people would say he, he's a builder of programs. He can take a program and build it. What's made it special and what's made him now arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, or certainly in the conversation is the fact that he maintain, maintains it. And, and any good coach will tell you that's the hardest thing to do. It, some coaches can build it. But to keep it there for over a decade in this environment, I don't have words for for, for what he's done. It's just um, it's truly remarkable. Back to the show in just a minute. But first, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com grits and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Grits today. If you approved, you'll get $15 off your first ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Grits. GetRoman.com slash Grits. You know, in an, an abbreviated season with a 10-game conference schedule, you might say to yourself, well, uh, reaching that 12-win mark might be difficult. But if you take into account Alabama being the favorite to win, to win the SEC after LSU has, has lost so many players after that national championship season, you consider the SEC championship game a run to the college football playoff as well. And to me, that feels like you could potentially eclipse that 12 win mark and win 13 this year um, is 13 and 0 a realistic expectation for this team. I think it's possible. You know what, what makes it so unpredictable is, is knowing that you could lose a, a large swath of your team at any point due to testing positive and in contact, contact tracing. And, you know, there may be a game where you lose several key players and it could be at the wrong time. So I think luck will probably be a little bit involved in that. I think, Injuries too. Alabama has been decimated with injuries the last few years, um, so they got to stay healthy, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But I, yeah, I think it's possible. You start looking at the regular season schedule. Um, you know, who are teams that could beat them? You know, just straight up beat Alabama. You know, Kellen Mond's a, a quarterback that's got a lot of experience. Maybe 
he gets hot at the right time. We've seen quarterbacks, when they get hot, give Alabama a hard time and be the reason Alabama loses. Um, LSU, obviously, but LSU lost so much. But that game's in Death Valley. But does it matter anymore? Does it matter? Does Death Valley still hold the same thing when there's only going to be 20, 25% of the stadium capacity? And then Auburn. Um, obviously, you get Georgia in there too early, um, or at least earlier than we normally see them. And then the, potentially a rematch with Georgia in the SEC championship game, maybe Florida in the SEC championship game, and, and then the college football playoff, which certainly got a lot tougher now that Ohio State's going to be back in this thing. Uh, I think it's possible, but I, it's it's going to be very daunting. The 13-0. I mean, Nick Saban's only run the table once, and that was 0-9. Um, I think 16 was his best team overall with that defense, and they, they came up one second short against Clemson. And then 2018, they sort of got buzzsawed there in the final game against Clemson too. So those he's come close a few times, but he's only run, run it perfect once. I think you could make the argument that if if they are perfect this year, it might be the best coaching job of of Nick Saban's career, considering um, all the outside circumstances, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, and 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 just keeping your roster healthy, uh, keeping your roster fit, and keeping them motivated through what's going to be no doubt a a difficult season. Uh, and, and nothing like we, we've ever seen before. I teased that we were going to get to uh, Mac Jones and, and star freshman quarterback Bryce Young, and, and that'll be the last thing that we talk about because you know I, I think it's interesting at this point to see um, Mac Jones, somebody who, who looked really good in for Tua Tungabailoa last season when, when Tua went out injured, and somebody that I think can be um, that – typical quarterback that we've seen during during the Nick Saban era. But Bryce Young, he brings that extra little wrinkle into the offense. How much do we expect to, to see maybe both players this weekend? And as this 10-game conference schedule rolls on, uh, how would you uh, project both players to see snaps? Yeah, I think Mac has done enough to earn the job. I think he's well-respected in that locker room. I think what he did – on the road at Auburn, even with the two pick six interceptions. I think what he did against Michigan, those are two good defenses in Auburn and Michigan. And he earned my respect for for Auburn because, listen, you get in that game and you throw two pick sixes in that game, in that environment, it's easy to to just pack it in. And he didn't. He fought. And he, in fact, even after those two interceptions for touchdowns, he, he gave his team a lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Alabama couldn't hold it, but he earned my respect for the way he competed that day in that environment. That said, Bryce Young has to play, he, he, and not just because he's a five-star talent, not just because he's maybe um, the next big thing at Alabama. Well, that's certainly part of it, but he has to play because Alabama has zero depth at quarterback behind Mac, and, and Mac's not all that experienced either. He's played he's played a few games, but they have zero snaps. Of, of behind him of meaningful play. Now, Paul Tyson, the, the great-grandson of Paul Bear Bryant, he got some mop-up duty last year, but there is zero snaps of meaningful football behind Mac. So, b- because of what I said earlier, if you never know, if Mac gets, comes in contact with COVID, he's got to sit. And so you, you have to get somebody else ready to play. You're always one snap away as it is in football when you're the backup quarterback. But now, given all the uncertainty of – I mean, you could be the day of the game, and and, and Max done, and you, you. So it becomes incumbent upon that offensive coaching staff of Sarkeesian and Saban. They, in my opinion, 
which doesn't mean a whole lot. But in my opinion, they have to have a plan to play him this weekend. And in fact, I think they got to get him meaningful snaps, whether it's one series, maybe it's uh, maybe it's two series, three, whatever it is. They got to get somebody behind Mac some valuable playing time just in case they get down the road and they're going to need one of those guys to start. So I suspect Mac will start, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce in some point in that game. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce in the first half. I'm not saying he's going to, it's, I'm not saying it's even in the, the context of competing for the starting job, which I think all of us will be watching and comparing the two if they do, if it does play out this way. But just in, just in terms of getting somebody some experience behind Mac in, in a big moment, uh, I would be surprised if we didn't see Bryce Young this weekend. SEC football is here. He's Aaron Suttles. There's no one more plugged in um, in Tuscaloosa than Aaron. You can follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Suttles. He'll be here on Football and Grits every Tuesday throughout the season. Aaron, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, John. That's going to do it today for our episode of Football and Grits. Remember, we're going to be here five days a week talking everything SEC. David Ubbin will be back tomorrow with South Carolina beat writer Josh Kendall. A big game this weekend in the SEC East. We'll talk about the Georgia quarterback competition as well. On Thursday, Mitch Light will join David Ubbin, and I'll be back on Friday with picks against the spread. Every Friday, I'll welcome a guest onto the show. And we'll get you set for the weekend in the SEC by making picks against the spread. I'll talk to you then. If you like the show, you can do us a favor. Subscribe, rate, review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. And if you're not yet a subscriber to The Athletic, what are you waiting for? You can listen to this show ad-free. And you can also get access to everything The Athletic has to offer. Just go to www.theathletic.com slash grits where you can subscribe for $1 a month. You can get all the great writing from Aaron. You can get all the great writing from David Ubbin, Andy Staples, Stuart Mandel, Bruce Feldman, Nicole Auerbach. The Athletic has this unique and historic season of college football coverage.